0: Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Hey, welcome back. Today's Women's History Spotlight is on Elizabeth Freeman. Let's get started. Have you ever been reading through, say, a history book and you run across somebody with a name that you recognize or maybe it's your own name and you're like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if we're related. And you just start thinking of all the possibilities and then you read their story. And especially if it's a great person, if they did something awesome, you're probably going to want to start trying to make connections anyway, just to say, you know what, this sounds like something I would have done. So we've got to be related. And, and then the name, too. Hey, it done deal. We're related and just call it a day. Well, that's how I ran across Elizabeth Freeman. I was flipping through a book titled The African American Odyssey by Darlene Clark Hine, William C. Hine, and Stanley Harold. And I saw the name Freeman and I'm like, "Wait a minute. I know that name because on my family tree, I have cousins whose last name's Freeman." So, I'm like, "Oh my gosh. I wonder if I'm related to this lady." And I read through her story now, granted, There wasn't a whole lot about her in this book. It was one page. It was a profile page. So it kind of talked about her life from birth to death. And I liked the story. I thought it was awesome, but I'd never heard of her before. And so what better time to highlight her than during Women's History Month, right? So let's go ahead and dive into her story. Okay, so let's start kind of in the middle of the story. Elizabeth Freeman did not become Elizabeth Freeman until later on in life. She didn't change her name until then. Initially, she was known as Mum Bet, and she was born somewhere around 1744 to parents who were enslaved. So therefore, she was also born into slavery. When the first person who owned them, when he passed, they got transferred over to um, a judge by the name of Colonel John Ashley. Now, while at Ashley's, they, the, the story reads that they figure that she got the idea about natural rights from being around the different conversations and meetings that took place at Colonel Ashley's home. One in particular in 1773 was when a group of men came there to draft a protest against British policies in the American colonies. And they talked about a lot of cool things when they were putting this draft together. They talked about liberty, prosperity, enjoying their lives. And basically, her hearing that, she was kind of like, you know what? That should be for me as well. And so she took it to heart, kept it moving. Um, And then while she was working as a waitress in 1780 then that's when she found out that Massachusetts had adopted a bill of rights asserting that all people were born free and equal and that was really all she needed to hear it was 1780 when she first found out about that bill of rights the very next year she found herself in a situation where at the judge's home the judge's wife was there in the kitchen with Mumbet's sister In a fit of rage, she gets the hot kitchen shovel and is charging at Mumbet's sister. Well, she jumps in the middle of it and ends up with a severe arm wound. And at that point, she's done. She's like, okay, I'm not coming back. Find somebody else because I'm not the one. Rather than going to find a new job, she finds legal counsel. She ends up working with Theodore Sedgwick Sr. And her suit is about her natural rights she should be free they take the suit to court and the jury rules in her favor at this point she goes and she changes her name and then begins to work for the sedgwick family not long after elizabeth won her case the massachusetts supreme court declared that slavery was unconstitutional throughout the entire state When she began to work for the Sedgwicks, she was a paid domestic servant and not enslaved. So, you know, she did things around the house, cooking, cleaning, that sort of thing. But she was also a surrogate mother to the children because Sedgwick Sr.'s wife was emotionally unstable. Now, her interaction with the children actually later on in life would prove to be uh, beneficial for African-Americans everywhere. Because as Theodore Jr. became an abolitionist during the 1830s, he credited Freeman as the source of his conviction that Black people were not inferior to white people. (laughs) Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Although I am not related to Elizabeth Freeman, I thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to learn a little bit about her and what she did in her lifetime. If there is anybody that you are interested in hearing about, or if you know of a lesser known woman in history, please, by all means, you know how to get to me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at HeyYvette, that's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E, or just look for the hashtag tweet trends. Let me know, and I would love to look up the information and bring it to the rest of the people. All right, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys back here again on Thursday.